it's good if people are informed about the world around them. But I think the way it's been executed, it's less to inform and more to inflame. And so, you know, people... And that's the opportunity. That is the opportunity. As long as there's a market for it. And I hope there is. Welcome to The Rebooting Show. I'm Brian Morrissey. I feel a little stuck with this podcast and I have to be honest with you about it. I've done this iteration of the show for 18 months now and I'd hosted the Digiday podcast for several years before that, probably like four or five years. I lose track of the years sometimes. But I'd love your feedback on on what you think works best about this format and what can be changed. Email me. My email address is brian at therebooting.com, and I would love to have a conversation with you about the show. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Joe Ruffalo, who recently joined Nextstar to run both its News Nation digital operations as well as politics news publication Nextstar bought back in 2021. The idea for both is to position themselves in the center of the political spectrum, offering their own version of quote-unquote unbiased or quote-unquote nonpartisan news. And I put those in quotes because a lot of people claim that they are unbiased or nonpartisan and that others are biased and partisan and vice versa. So Joe and I talk about what exactly that means and whether there truly is much of a market for playing it down the middle. The food fights in our political system tend to attract far larger and more loyal audiences. And I believe that is why there is a constant supply of those food fights. And we also discuss why The Hill is sticking with an ad model while many of its peers are fleeing to paid content. Hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, Joe, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. Great to be here. So like, I told you this beforehand. I like know the hill better than News Nation just because of my own focus coverage. But News Nation is new. Okay. It started in 2021, right? And it's funny because like in going back and, and doing my own little homework about it, I didn't realize that it it sprang out of WGN, which I knew as like a kid growing up like outside of Philadelphia because I think it was like when we went to like the shore, like I was able to get WGN and watch like the Phillies against the the Cubs games on WGN because it was amazing at the time, this is how old I am, that Wrigley Field didn't have lights. So you could exactly. get baseball games during like a Tuesday afternoon, which was exciting to like a 12-year-old. No, absolutely. I actually uh, visited the studios there last week. And uh, I grew up in Indiana, so I watched WGN for Harry Carey and the Cubs games growing up, as well as Bozo was out of WGN in Chicago. So I have a, a long... Bozo. Andy Griffin show. From my earliest days, I was watching. Yeah. I mean, they probably had Hogan's Heroes. I'm not even sure. Mikhail's Navy. There's the whole nice. genre of that. But anyway, got rebranded. Nextstar, obviously big cable network, rebranded it to to become, at least to me, what I see as the opportunity is to become like another like CNN, Fox, MSNBC. It's it's funny because we think about these things and they've really been with us for a long time. The cable news ecosystem has really not shifted that much. I can remember you know, Al Gore with current and stuff like this. And, and it, you know, L&N, I mean, we had like a blip, but like, and I think what's interesting is, is News Nation, you know, everyone says they're going to go to the center. It just depends on what it is, is, is that I, the way I understand it, the selling proposition is that there is like a, a vacuum in quote unquote, the center. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I, what we're trying to do is create news for all Americans. And I think one of the interesting opportunities I, mean, I was attracted to the Hill and News Nation is there is this hole. People are not being informed as they once were, and they're actually tuning out of news because of that. 
And I think there's a big opportunity, particularly for nonpartisan news. That's definitely what The Hill is known for. That is what News Nation is known for and will be known for even more. And I have seen it evolve. I mean, I started at CNN way back in the day as CNN Interactive was just beginning. And to watch this evolution, I just know there's a huge opportunity for us to re-engage kind of lost audiences, but also create new ones that are just waiting for that. So give me, give me the data that supports that. I mean, I like the idea. I love a good story. And that sounds like a good, like, we could just wrap up the podcast. Oh, this is going to work. Okay. Great. But like, give me the data that shows that. Because like, I, I like that in theory, but then I also like sort of, like I had, a, I had a talk earlier today with a guy who's building like a micropayments thing. And I'm like, I love the idea in theory, but then I can't shake the fact that like, mm, it never works out that way. It seems like people really like the opinionated news programming that confirms their own like biases and worldviews. Like there, there's a definite market for that. I, I don't know if there's a market anymore for non-opinionated, straight down the middle news. I, I think people want information at the at their core. That is a fundamental behavior of humanity is to want information. And I, mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think there's a lot of people who do like to choose their sides and just listen to their side. But I think that's left out a large group of people who are really demanding that. And I, for me, I think there's a huge opportunity in the digital space because I don't think that exists very effectively for folks. And I think if you look at the Hill in particular and the power of that, that is by far the largest political and policy website by millions of users. And people do want that nonpartisan view and understand what's really happening. I think News Nation also has a huge opportunity to do that for people across the country. Again, I'm from Indiana. There's a lot of people like myself who, you know, really want to know what is happening. How is the story really impacting me? Don't ask me to just choose a side. Let me understand this and really understand the the depth of it. Yeah. So let's talk about that that. I mean, because News Nation started in, in 2021 and then Nexar bought the Hill. And again, this is sort of like for me, like my memories of the Hill, where I, I I told you before we started this, I lived in Washington like 20 odd years ago, started my career. And I remember the Hill and Roll Call, and this is pre-Politico, and these were sleepy publications. They were basically trade newspapers that were dropped as at like, you know, congressional offices, I guess at their doorstep. And, you know, it was, it was the place where I think I found like my apartment on Capitol Hill through like a Roll Call classified ad and stuff like this. These were not like the the businesses that we think of today, particularly with what happened with Politico and Axios, roll call less so, you know, because they, they expanded into, into really big media companies. And I never really thought, I, I couldn't have imagined that to take place, but a lot of changes happened within politics. The Hill was always a little different than Politico and stuff. I think, I, at least to me, like you, you referenced, you know, because Jimmy Finkelstein used to email me every single time we wrote about Politico to tell me that the Hill's Comscore numbers were far bigger than Politico. <laughs> so I know that, <laughs> Jimmy, message received. But explain to me like sort of why this combination makes sense. Hey, I mean, as you just said, I think the Hill does a great job of being nonpartisan and really helping to describe what is happening in DC and also has an enormous national audience that cares about that information as well. Nextstar is a amazing company that has, you know, over 100 affiliates across the country. It is truly a local entity. And there's a lot of power in the news gathering part of that. It's also a nonpartisan entity. 
And so really combining those two things, you know, we do a lot of at the Hill, we do a lot of political news for the affiliate base across the country. You'll see that with News Nation as well, where we really tap into that local force. From a news gathering operation, having all of those affiliates and all of those stations across the country gives us an amazing footprint and an amazing news gathering arm that is rarely seen. When you look at New Palestine and some of those other big stories that have happened, those were really bubbling up through those local affiliates and local stations. And that was really a next star and a news nation point of differentiation because they could be there faster and were covering that news early. Right. But like organizationally, I mean, news nation will be the the sort of the broadcast part. And then like, like how are you? Because I mean, you're, you're running both. And that's why I think it's interesting because anytime there's an acquisition, there's synergies and there's, there's ways. I mean, otherwise, why acquire the asset, right? And so usually these things start off like very separate and then they become like sort of, you know, I'm thinking about like Bleacher Report, right? I had Dave Finocchio on like before. And when, when Bleacher was acquired by Turner and for many years, it was really operated at arm's length. And now I don't think, like, I wonder if Turner loses the NBA, like, I don't even know what happens to Bleacher because it inevitably these things come closer together. You just joined, but you're setting the strategic landscape for the two entities. Like, how are you looking at them? Is this just like, is this one group? I, I still look at them as two separate entities. The okay. Hill, you know, is its own world within D.C. It is politics. It is policy. And we want to make sure that we are covering that to our core and continuing to deliver what we've already delivered and just do more. We can talk a little more about that mm -hmm. opportunity as well. On the News Nation side, it's really developing the whole digital side of that. As you look at news and how you impact people's life, when I was at ABC News, I used to always talk about the 440 minutes of news, that we need to deliver an ABC News experience every single minute of the day. That is something that we have to think for News Nation as we get bigger and they expand to a 24-hour footprint, that we can actually deliver that, whether that's online, whether that's on people's phones, whether that's on television. People need that connection to that news source. So I think there's an enormous opportunity. I, these two entities will work together. We're launching a, a show on News Nation from the Hill that will launch in the next few weeks. But there's going to be a lot of opportunities for the political coverage and all these different pieces that we can do across, again, an amazingly localized company to really bring some of these races and the politics to life in a really new way. So let's sort of start with the, the Hill. Like, I mean, how do you see the differentiation of the Hill versus the Politico and Axios, even like Punchbowl now and, and soon, soon maybe the Messenger? Well, I mean, I've been a fan and a reader of the Hill for many years, probably more than I care to acknowledge on this. But to me, it is a nonpartisan entity. That's one of the best parts of the Hill and its real point of differentiation. We also do a wonderful job of explaining and making some of the big policy and politics pieces of Washington come to life. And as I go here, I want to make sure that we're also looking at the product experience around that. It's not enough to just tell those stories, which obviously do, we do an excellent job of, but it's how people are experiencing those. And as we go into the election in 24, you know, it's amazing how there hasn't been a lot of changes in the product experience around how people are getting news and particularly political information. And it's something we want to look at very heavily and how we can change that experience around the editorial. Yeah. 
So when you say nonpartisan, because it keeps coming up, and I know a yep. lot of people wave it around, but I mean, I don't, I wouldn't think Politico or Axios, which, which partisanship would you say? I mean, they usually fall, you could, I don't know, maybe, maybe Politico's a little bit more right than Axios a little bit more left. I don't, I don't really know. Like, is that, I don't think of that. Like, I think of like CNN, NBC, and, and Fox as, as more like partisan, because I think just that medium lends itself more towards food fights and, and yelling. But I don't. I didn't really think about the DC insider. They, their partisanship is on is usually just about power. I don't like. Doesn't matter. It's just I power. think there's a perception that there are different political entities and they fall on different sides. I'll, I'll let people define themselves. But from our our standpoint, you know, a lot of other third parties, the hill is always right in the middle, and I think that's why people like and trust us so much from newsmakers. Yeah. But do you see that the hill is like the, the the business opportunity there is like similar in in that like. As I said, like before Washington, D.C., I thought of it as like a media backwater, to be honest with you. I mean, not as a business, not like obviously the government is there. But like now, because of all the government itself has grown tremendously, like way bigger. Like I think about when I lived in Washington, D.C., like real estate prices versus now, you know, the industry there is it's like the punch bowl. You know, like I'm like, you're basically a B2B publication and they hate that because I'm like, you know, it's just the industry happens to be the government and it is a growth industry. It has become a very large entity. And and because of that, because the government is becoming particularly right now more involved in the economy than it has been, you know, going back to to Reagan really, is there's a lot of opportunities to influence it. So there's a lot of these, whatever, corporate affairs dollars going into regulate us, but don't regulate us that way. Regulate us in the way that like, you know, protects our advantages. It doesn't disadvantage us. And it's good. It's great because like you don't compete with Google and Facebook. In fact, Google and Facebook are your, are your clients. They're usually your largest clients because the government is, is, is very laser focused on, on regulating tech companies. So I joke like this TikTok thing is like a stimulus program for, for these publications. Do you see the Hill playing in a different sandbox? Look, I, I, I agree with a lot of what you just said. I, I do think the government is expanding and I think the role of government or even the perception of government in people's lives has continued to expand, which I think opens up big opportunities, particularly around things like the environment and sustainability. You know, I, before coming here, I was working at a company called OceanX where we were dealing mm -hmm. with a lot of that. And you look at a lot of the decisions and the massive amounts of policy decisions and money that's going to be going into that. People are going to need sources to help decipher what all of that means and help the public and, frankly, policymakers better understand those different pieces. So I think there's a lot of growth in some of the beats that you're talking about, like where the government is going into. I don't think we have necessarily done all the journalism that there's a big opportunity to do going forward. And so I think you'll see us looking into some of those those new areas and beats as we go forward and figuring out how we can really differentiate and continue to do amazing journalism there. Yeah, I always thought of the, the Hill as mostly like a display advertising business, programmatic, direct sold. You know, I think, you know, they, they made a big push into streaming. Like, give me a breakdown of like where the business is and where the growth areas are. There's a huge business, obviously, within the publication, the print publication and the website. We have an events business as well. And then video, as, you, as you're mentioning, is, is a real area that we are going to continue to push and grow in. I do think it's a point of differentiation that you'll see from the Hill and, and the newsmakers that we work with. 
again, I think people really long to be informed again and not just have to choose a side. There's a lot of common ground that we all share that I think you'll see from News Nation perspective as well as The Hill, where we are seen as being fair and nonpartisan. And I think we can continue to build that out. But I think on the video front and the streaming front, there's just a lot of opportunity. I don't think we've seen a lot of innovation in the market, probably in the last 10 years or so in that. And I, I hope that we can be at the forefront of that as we go forward here. Yeah, I mean, the rise... Again, I, 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 I'm three weeks in here, so we have a, yeah, sure. a lot of work. But I can tell you just we have an awesome team here. There's a, it's a really amazing infrastructure that we have at the Hill and a News Nation. And we have a lot of a building to do even on top of that. And video, you'll see us really focusing on. Yeah. So, I mean, you're already bringing over like the Hill to like News Nation. Explain how you like keep these brands like they're kind of distinct, but like how do you end up integrating them in ways that make sense? You know, we, we continue to look at it, but I think you want to do things that make sense and understand what your audience is, who your user is. The Hill and News Nation are probably going to have some overlap in their user base. But at the same time, the Hill is much more specifically politics and policy. And so we're going to want to laser focus on that and make sure that we're targeting those users, whether in the Beltway or outside of it, and then bring that over to News Nation. We want to make sure that our, our DNA is actively shown within the, the new show and, and allow News Nation to actively show its DNA, which is also you know, news for all Americans. It's not just going to be politics. There's a lot more that's going to go into News Nation. Yeah. So what's going to be the angle of the show? I think you're going to see, again, we're going to make sure that we're showing the Hill and a lot of our amazing talent here. I think we're going to be looking at highlighting newsmakers and some of the, the policy and politics that are happening. We'll have a, a strong panel there. We're putting all these pieces together as we speak, but I think you're going to see some really interesting things that really brings out that true element of News for All America within News Nation. Yeah. So how do you end up like, giving the, give the signs that News Nation is like is gaining traction it's it's a long it's a long road and like cable news is is it's a minefield to 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 make these work i don't know the industry <laughs> up close to so i'll keep it at thirty thousand square feet for me but like just the track record of being able to elbow your way into you know it's basically three as far as i can tell and they've they've been you know, the, the league tables move a little bit. And I think this is an interesting time. And maybe maybe there, this is provides an opening where, you know, MSC, NBC, I feel like has always been a distant third, but, you know, CNN has been going through crisis after crisis after crisis. I think a lot of what Chris Licht, at least from what I read, what he says, you know, he wants to bring it more back to news gathering and be less partisan. There's a lot of people shouting about Donald Trump, obviously. And, and there was a big market for that, to be honest with you, the last several years. And on the other side, Fox with this Dominion stuff, I think what's interesting about coming out of this, this lawsuit is the concerns within Fox seem to be, be outflanked on the right. Look, I, I think there's a huge opportunity. I think you're seeing the, the News Nation numbers grow. I think you're going to see a realignment of who those three are coming up very quickly. And again, I think across the industry, there's a lot of change. There's not only change in what the industry and the business models of all of these are going to be. You're already starting to see that shift. People do want to be informed. They actually want to know what's happening. Again, I would argue most Americans agree on about 80% of most issues, but we're, yeah. we're forced to choose a side on every story that's not necessarily even there. And I, we can talk about any of those beats, yeah. but like, I mean, from an environmental perspective, you're either asked to choose to save the planet or you don't like science. Those 
probably aren't the two choices. We probably agree on most of those things. Yeah. And I think that's where there's huge opportunity for people like News Nation to come in there and talk about those stories. What I worry about is that the audience doesn't want that, right? Like, I mean, I like you and I might want that and, and a lot of other people like us might want that and stuff like this. But then, you know, cable news exists for a reason. It's consumer focused, right? And I think what's going on, it's interesting at, at CNN is a lot of stuff isn't working. Like people really like food fights. Like, I mean, there's a reason that people slow down at like traffic accidents. Like they like it. And I can remember the moral panic over crossfire, which seems like, which seems now in retrospect with like John Stewart lecturing Tucker Carlson, it's like, gee, I wonder who won that one. It <laughs> looks like Tucker did. Because, you know, people like that particularly, and I think about cable news, I think about the evening parts of it. And that's usually where the opinion shows land and they're very personality driven. And you know, CNN is trying to move away from that. And like, you can produce like great documentaries and stuff like this, but you know, the economics are better, but putting, you know, Janine Pirro or whoever like out there, I see it like just obviously cable news skews older, even older than me. And so like, I see it with my parents, like a focus group of parents when it comes to cable news, but like, yeah, it's like Brett Baer. It's like, it's a parasocial relationship that we see like with influencers to me, because it's like, they're tuning into Brett Baer, you know, and Brett is going to like talk about a crisis at a border or something of that nature. Like explain how you end up thinking about that from a programming perspective, because it seems pretty clear that the playbook in cable news, particularly in the evening, the key evening hours is, is fairly well established and it's personality driven and it's opinion driven. No, I mean, I agree. I, I grant, Granted, I'm over the digital pieces of, of News Nation. Yeah. So, I mean, as I look at it and, you know, I started at CNN, as, as we talked about, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day, just to see an interactive is really starting. So there is a, you know, 24 hour cable news was an interesting technological innovation in and of itself. And that has continued to evolve over the years. But as you look at digital on top of that, it has changed people's perception of how you receive news and how you interact with it. Interactive, I mean, I remember when this is how old I am, but I remember being there when Princess Diana died. And, you know, it was the oh, yeah. first week where we were actually covering online. You could cover Princess Diana dying. There was a bombing in Israel, I believe, that week. And then Mother Teresa died. Well, Interactive was able to cover three stories simultaneously. So all of a sudden, a user had much more control over their news than what was possible on the television side. And to me, I think that change, and particularly with younger viewers and users, there is that real product integration and expectation that is changing that I think gives us a lot of power in what we're trying to do from not only an editorial perspective, but a product perspective within News Nation. And that's what we have to continue to innovate in. If people want to choose their sides, that's fine. There's lots of different things for people to look at. But when people are looking at how they're going to be informed, how they're interacting with the news, how they're seeing themselves in those stories, I think there's a big opening for someone like News Nation to be there, especially with the local angles and some of the other pieces that we can really put in there. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about how you think the product needs to evolve. You mentioned it a few times and I'm always interested in like new approaches to news product because it's another one that, you know, I think a lot of people want to innovate on, but you know, a lot of tried and true formats 
they're just effective. Well, you, you have to try. I mean, you, no one knows everything. So it's a, definitely a trial and error piece. But I, you know, I've, I've felt for a very long time, and this is really from my AOL days, that you have to think of the user and the user experience. So as much as the story in the editorial is obviously first and foremost, it's what differentiates us, how you're interacting with that is really interesting. And when I even look at elections, there hasn't been a lot of innovation on the product side in probably 10 or so years. Streaming was very big in 2012. In 2016, we probably had gambling odds was the, the interesting product innovation of that turn. I don't think we really saw much of anything in 2020. And so I think there's an opportunity. And, you know, I always say it's, this is a really old reference, but it's kind of the Google Maps approach to things. It's like, once I could start moving my Google Map around, I wanted to do that everywhere, whether that was on my banking app or a restaurant or anything else. That, that interaction with the content had changed fundamentally. And so I think we need to not just be looking at news and politics sites all the time, but you have to look at banking and food and Amazon and just what is your kind of thumb behavior, if you will, on your phone, and how can we start adjusting that in interesting ways? So we'll be looking at that a lot as we go into the election, because this is obviously going to be a very interesting field. Yeah, <laughs> We'll start seeing what, what this shapes up to be this summer. But as we go into 24, I think there is a lot of innovation that needs to happen, and uh, we are gonna, we're going to be trying and innovating ourselves in that space. Yeah. I mean, is, is right now, do you see the biggest like growth path for the Hill being in its streaming up? I think it's one of our biggest opportunities. I think we have some growth, obviously, that we can still do across the country and making politics and policy even more interesting for, for different people. So you'll see some innovation just on the editorial and the news gathering side of what we do. But then video, I do think, is a very big opportunity, as again, the product experience is around that. So stay tuned. Yeah. I'll talk to you after week three. We'll have so much more information. Okay, we can do that every three weeks. But it seems like, I mean, the path is is still with advertising, right? I mean, a lot of yes. people want to get, get into like other businesses just because ads are, you know, they're up, they're down. They're, it's, it's whatever. It's a very competitive market. It's difficult to, to make work. And obviously, you know, within political publications, there's been a lot of progress in having hybrid models. I mean, they're not all subs. Like, let's be, let's be honest, like ads are still the majority of most of these businesses. But it seems like with The Hill, the path, I mean, that was always the path that they had chose to like, you know, really try to win at like, quote unquote, scale for, for this um, for this particular area. I mean, it's not scale in the general sense of like Facebook and Google, but it's, you know, right. large enough scale versus trying to have like a big like direct revenue business. Absolutely. I, I think advertising is still our, our core. Yeah. Explain that decision, sort of strategic decision to go well, towards I, like I, 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 I think there's a big opportunity there. I mean, we have, you know, between 30 and 40 million uniques a month just within the Hill there. That's a pretty sizable audience. I also think as we go forward, it's just a, it's a much more well-established. There's a lot of brands that still want to work with us. I do think advertising is continuing to change. But I still think that is the biggest revenue opportunity for most media entities at this point. I think you can go down a road of subscriptions, but I, I don't think, I think you have to be super specialized in what you're doing and then also realize you're going to lose a lot of your scale trying to do that. Yeah. So I explain on the, because you, you're, you're looking at the News Nation digital side, like how do you see, I mean, because like to me, like I would just wonder like why wouldn't just the Hill be the the sort of digital arm and then News Nation be the... The, the broadcast arm, the cable arm? Again, I think they're, they're two separate entities. So within The Hill, again, we're much more specialized. We already have an amazing audience. It's a super great team that is here, and we're going to continue to focus on what we're doing. 
In News Nation, you also want to make that come to life to people for you know their own 24-hour experience. From a news gathering perspective, and to have a real relationship with your user, you need to make sure that you're not only giving them kind of primetime programming, but also helping give them the news they need throughout the day. And so I think those are two separate user cases. I think they can interact and they certainly will interact mm -hmm. with each other as we go forward, but they're two distinct brands. I think all brands, you have to figure out the elasticity and like yes. where you have permission to go into. And I think we've seen, look, I mean, this elasticity these days is I, I, like so many brands go in so many different like directions. And particularly, look, a lot of it is driven by, you know, business model needs at the end of the day. Of course. You know, I mean, I, just just the pivot to like affiliate, I mean, it leads to some like weird weird things, you know, because like everyone is, everyone is doing basically like gift guides. It has nothing to do with what their reputations are about. They're basically laundering their SEO reputations for something totally different and just right. sliding a catalog in, which is fine. This is, it's a tough business. You gotta, no, I, you gotta hustle out there. Again, it's not mine to judge, but I, I think it's just very important. Exactly. What did the Pope say? Who am I to judge? Exactly. That's, I always say here, as the, the nuns used to tell me in school, nothing is perfect but the Lord. But I think people have to choose their own paths within these different pieces. But I think if you start losing your core and what you do and what your audience is expecting of you, you have to super serve what that core is or you're going to get lost and so is everyone else around you. And so that's just a key piece of how I manage and how we're going to take this forward is really focusing on what we do well. There may be things that we can you know, build like video and some of the product experiences we talk to or new beats like around the environment or things like that. But we have to stay true to our core or our audience isn't going to know what to expect. Yeah. Are, are the like audience personas different for like News Nation versus like The Hill? I think for right now, obviously, News Nation is very young, but The Hill has a, a definite audience within the Beltway and outside right. of it. And News Nation, we will continue to build that digitally as we get up and running. Yeah. But the idea with, with News Nation is that it's going to be broader and it's more like, 100%. I don't want to use real America, but you're from Indiana, you understand. That's real I, I don't like using that term either, but we're we're all real Americans in our own way. But it's... it's it's. I don't know. I live in New York City. This is not real America. <laughs> Give me a break. And I lived in Miami and that is definitely not real America. I, I've lived in both New York and Indiana. I think they're both pretty real. But, you know, it's news for all Americans is, is how we look at News Nation. I think that's a very important distinction as we go forward, that there is this, a very underserved group of people who are not getting the information that they need. Okay. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, do they need the information? Yes. I don't know. It just makes people angrier. Like, sometimes I think, like, at, look, I'm in the news business and stuff, but, like, I'm like, there's a very compelling case to be made that people need, like, less news than more news. Like, because, like, there's stuff that affects you, but there's a lot of stuff that just, it just angers you or you have no capability of affecting it whatsoever. And I wonder whether, because it's funny to me because we went through this period and, and we're of similar ages, I might be a little older, but like we went through this period where the biggest problem was that people didn't pay attention to politics and, and news politics, right? It's like, they're uninformed, they don't vote and stuff like this. And it's like, if only we could fix this. And now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, if only people were less into politics. <laughs> well, I think we want people to be active and interested and informed. I'd like the people to vote, but then maybe just go about the rest of their lives. But I, I, I really do think it's a fundamental definition of what news is and, and how that has yeah. changed in people's perceptions. 
And I, I think it also speaks to some of the need is because people do look at news in a bad way sometimes because they do think it is hyperpartisan and they're not actually going yeah. to inform me. And again, I, I go back to that as the opportunity. That's what attracted me to join this, uh, this company is to help build that and figure out what that's really going to look like so that people are informed. There, there is a lot happening in people's lives. And as you stated earlier, there are a lot of big decisions that are happening around them. And it's incredibly important that people have that information or access to it. Yeah, it's a difficult one because like, I, I do think, you know, people need to be informed. It's good if people are informed about the world around them. But I think the way it's been executed, it's it's less to inform and more to inflame. And so, you know, people... And that's the opportunity. That is the opportunity. As long as there's a market for it. And I hope there is, like, that there is a market for it. But inflammation does, is a fairly effective... I'm not, telling you which direction to go, but it's a pretty effective. But I, I think also, as you look at younger audiences and newer audiences, there are a lot of things that haven't been covered or, you know, probably covered well in kind of mainstream news for a very long period of time. And I think that does present really big opportunities for new audiences and new people to see themselves and hear their stories more accurately. I, again, I think there's a huge opportunity. I think that can be everyone from, you know, some of the situations across the, the cities or parts of different different parts of the country to like even the environment and younger people and what their news needs are in that and how, you know, there, there's not a ton of information around that. Okay. So any like early predictions about how the, this, this, I can't believe we're in another presidential cycle already. We need to do it like those European countries or something where they just like have like, there's just like a six month sprint. you like, you cannot campaign until like six months before the, like, that's plenty of time. Like we, we, let's just do six weeks, but whatever. It's good for business, and I think that's why we. Do yeah, it. I, uh, yeah. So I don't. I want to mess with your business. No comment on that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, let's do it. Like you know, <laughs> let's have an election every week, just like I, then we can do our podcast every three weeks. Exactly. But like, give me give me some early predictions about how the, the how the you know not like the actual election cycle right. will will pan out because none of us know probably not our, our remit to actually opine on that. But explain to me, like sort of early thoughts about like how, you know, the coverage of this, this cycle will be different. Because I think going back to 2016, there's, there's a lot of like, you know, journalist professor sort of chin stroking and stuff like this. And I, I don't know if 2020 was any better, but how do you think it's, it's going to change this time around? I think people are probably going to be much more involved in this at an earlier stage. So I think you're going to see as we go into the summer and Iowa and all these primary seasons really going in, it's going to be much more wild. There's a lot of decisions that still need to be made on both sides, which will really change, I think, the coverage cycle of this. And I, again, I think more people are more interested in an earlier phase. And I think our challenge is going to be giving the, the real information around that in a more unique and interesting way than has been done. I think you'll see us do more streaming and more product experiences as we get into the early part of next year and start really going through the whole primary cycle. But I, I think you've got a much more informed, I think there is a much more partisan base of this. I think there's going to be a lot more energy and voices involved in this election than we've probably ever seen. And you also, you know, we had a, a COVID situation in 20. So you have a fully unleashed people on the ground, a much more active election cycle that's about to happen. Yeah. And you guys want to stay out of like being like Trump attacking you or being like, you're great. We're going to cover the news. We're going to cover the information in the best way we can. Because like, that's the thing. Really. It's like, I almost feel like 
it doesn't really matter to some degree what outlets do because like you know politicians use the media for their own purposes and this is not like i don't know i mean like i get it with how it's marketed by politicians and stuff like this but it's you know like they're they're doing it for a reason well there again and i i think this there's is the- some truth to it but like let's be real but the other big changes, you know, I, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, from where digital started, you know, 25, 30 years ago, I mean, we're finally coming into the majority of the public really getting their news through digital and really targeting audiences and, and really talking specifically to different parts of the country. So I think you're going to see a very interesting turn in how digital is more at the forefront of all of this. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Joe, we're going to leave it there. What's that? It'll change. I said it's constantly changing, so stay tuned. Yeah, that is the one constant. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And we'll do it again in three weeks. Sounds great. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Again, please do send me your feedback. My email is bmorrissey at therebooting.com. Thanks a lot to Chase Sparks, who is producing this podcast. If you're thinking about doing your own podcast, and again, they're hard to grow, but the depth of engagement is amazing. So don't let that scare you off. Get in touch. Jay can help you out. He is at podhelpus. That is podhelp.us. 